reading will come from Joshua 24:15. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, other or the gods of the Amorites in, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and your house, we will serve the Lord. Please be seated. We do want to echo those uh, same welcomes that you have already experienced and coming here. We so much appreciate each and every guest. Uh, in your guest packet, you have a little card. If you filled out that card, please pass it inside aisle and be picked up at this time. Coming up next month, the youth group goes to Fort Worth for Lads to Leaders. And at Lads to Leaders, the study book that we are using uh, this time is the book of Joshua. So we've been looking, we've been studying lessons from the book of Joshua. Today will be my last lesson from Joshua. We'll have one summary lesson after this, and then the book is yours. I begin with a story that happened about 25 years ago. There was a, a, a conference on evangelism, worldwide evangelism. And at this conference, which happened about 25 years ago, uh, there was two native preachers from Kenya and one from Nigeria that came over to this country to attend that conference. The host preacher, he was a little worried that maybe these three guys from Africa, uh, you know, they could get lost. You know, Houston is a big city. So he said, here, I'm going to give you my office number. If you have any problems, if you have any problems when you're out uh, about, just give me a call and I'll come and get you. Well, lo and behold, he got a call. The call came into the office and the secretary gave it to the preacher. The preacher picked up the line and said, uh, what's wrong? And the man said, I, I'm, I'm lost and I don't know how to get back uh, to your building. The guy said, okay, here's what you need to do. Just uh, put down the phone. He had called from a store. Put down the phone, walk out to the street corner. Look up and look at the street names and tell me what intersection of two streets are you at and I'll come and get you. And the guy from Africa said, well, that sounds like a good idea. I'll do that. So he put the phone down. He went outside. He came back in a few minutes. He picked up the phone and said, well, I'll tell you right now, I'm at the corner of walk and don't walk. <laughs> Folks, there are times when we feel like we're at that same corner. People feel that they are lost and don't know which way to go. Sometimes they don't even know whether they should walk or stay put. So what do you do at those times? What do you do when you don't know what to do? Let's take a cue from Joshua 24. The really big question for all of us today is this. What do you do with Jesus? What do you do with the Lord? Do you trust Him? Do you trust Him enough to obey Him and to do what you think, or do you do what you think is best? Do you trust Jesus, or do you trust yourself to do what you think is best? 
Joshua here in Joshua 24 presents the people with a similar choice, a choice for them to make. It's a timeless question, which not only ancient Israel had to answer, but you and I must answer as well. What do you do with the Lord? Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel, the leaders, for their heads, for their judges, and for their officers. And they presented themselves before God. Notice, they're at Shechem. Shechem was a very unique place. It's the first place in the promised land to which God led Abraham. It's also the first place to which Jacob had returned after running away from Esau. Shechem was also the first place to which Joshua led the nation after their initial victories in the promised land. This was a place that is noteworthy. And what does he do? For the next 11 verses, he recites to them their history. What is he doing? He's reminding them. He he rehearses all that God had done for them. Starting with Abraham, the founder of their nation, to the very present time. And then he gets ready to call Israel to make that decision. He wants them to remember. What does he want them to remember? God's faithfulness to them. He wants them to realize how that God had always been there for them in good times and bad. God had been there for them. And today, so must you, as you consider what to do with the Lord, I want today to call you to remember God's faithfulness to you. I'm human. I can disappoint you. I I don't want to, but I can because I'm human. I can promise you. I can make a promise to you, and hopefully I'll keep it. But guess what? Since I'm human, I might forget. I might totally forget. When God makes you a promise, When God makes you a promise, He is faithful to keep that promise. You remember Jesus on the cross cried out, It is finished. One word, tetelestai. What does that word mean? It means that all the work is done. All that you have to do today is believe and obey. We don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops. We don't have to go through a bunch of tests. We don't have to do things. We don't have to accomplish so many feats of strength. We just have to simply believe and obey a faithful God. Paul wrote, Ephesians 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every, every spiritual blessing. Everything we have is because of God. Ephesians chapter 2, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not that of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. 
2 Peter chapter 1. Peter wrote, As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, God has been so faithful to you and me. God loves us. He's faithful. Please don't forget that. Remember all that God has done for you and let it profoundly change the way you live your life. If I was today, I can't do this, so don't, don't bank on it. If I was to give you a billion dollars, you would be grateful to me, wouldn't you? You would want to... Uh, help me. And if I called you and needed a favor done, you'd say, Michael, I'll be right there. Don't worry, I'll be there for you. Well, God has given us something more than a billion dollars. He's given us that promise of heaven for the faithful Christian. We should remember His faithfulness to us. This guy, Dostoevsky, is one of the most famous writers of the 1800s. What you might not know about him is as a very young man, he was arrested by the czar. Him and his comrades were put against the wall, blindfolded, hands tied behind their back. They heard the cock of the rifles of the firing squad. They heard the commander of that squad to call for the Rifles to be aimed, getting ready to fire. And at that very last second, the emissary for the czar said, Stop, we're going to sentence them to a life of hard labor in Siberia. That event changed his life. It allowed him to continue life. But something more important happened. As they were getting the prisoners on the train to go to Siberia, a woman handed him a Bible. That's the only book allowed in the prison, was Bibles. And for the next several years, that's all he had to read, and he read and read, and, and eventually he went from being a virtual atheist to being a believer in Jesus. He never could forget how God had delivered him. And it profoundly changed his life. Don't forget how God has delivered you either. Oh, you and I may not face a firing squad, that's true, but you face the fires of hell and God has provided a way out through faith and obedience in His Son. Then don't ever forget what He did for you. As you consider what to do with the Lord, remember His faithfulness to you, and then recall how He saved you. Then you remain faithful to Him. The promise, Revelation chapter 2, is for that life after death for the faithful one. Revelation 2 verse 10. Choose to serve the Lord. And not only Him, not only serve the Lord, but serve Him the rest of your life. Dedicate your life fully and completely to God. That's what 
Joshua urges, verse 14. Now, because of your history, because of the history we have with God, now therefore fear the Lord, serve Him in sincerity and in truth. Put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river in Egypt. What does that verse imply? It implies that they had idols. It implies that they had idols. Put them away. Serve the Lord. Choose for yourself whom you'll serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua gives them a challenge. They had idols. They had picked them up along the way. You know, idols pop up in the history of God's people. Remember Rachel and her idols that she brought back from her father's house? Idols were there. Joshua's saying, let's get rid of them. They don't do us any good. They will hurt. He's urging the people to remain faithful to God. Joshua calls Israel to make the hard choice. Serve the Lord or serve those worthless idols. Because you cannot serve both. You can't hold on to both. Matthew chapter 6. No one can serve two masters. You can't serve two masters. You can't have your hands on both. It just won't work. You cannot serve God and well, anything else. You cannot serve God and idols. Let's make it more 2022. You cannot serve God and money. Let's make it really 2022. You cannot serve God in pleasure. Oh, we love our pleasure. We love our entertainment. You cannot serve God in power. I want to be in charge. So today, make a choice. Look at verse 16 now. The people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God is He who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who did these great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out from before us all the people, including the Amorites who dwelt in the land. We also will serve the Lord, for He is our God. The people answered, hey, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. You know what? Words are easy to say. Words are easy to say. Joshua is trying to hold them to the fire here. Verse 19. But Joshua said to the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions, nor your sin. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, 
that He will turn and do you harm and consume you after He has done you good. Joshua gives them a warning. Be careful what you say. Because God will not tolerate unfaithfulness. Verse 21. And the people said to Joshua, No, but we, hey, we're going to serve. Don't worry, Joshua. We're going to serve the Lord. So Joshua said to the people, Mark it down. You are witnesses. You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord for yourself to serve Him. And they said, We are witnesses. And therefore he said, Put away. Once again, what's implied, you've got idols among you. You've got idols among you. Now therefore, put away the foreign gods which are among you and incline your heart to the Lord God of Israel. It's time to put up or shut up. Get rid of them. Get rid of the foreign idols. Joshua, Joshua calls their bluff and tells them to put away their idols if they really mean to say, verse 24, And the people said to Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve, and His voice we will obey. Joshua has a response. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day. Let's make it official, a covenant. And made for them a statue and an ordinance in Shechem. Then Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God, and he took a large stone and set up there under the oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone, every time you look at this stone, You're going to be reminded. This stone shall be a witness to us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord which He spoke to us. If you shall therefore be a witness to you, lest you deny your God. So Joshua let the people depart, each to his own inheritance. To solidify their commitment, Joshua writes it down. Furthermore, he sets up a stone to remind them of their commitment. He's doing everything he can do to help the people be faithful. Then he sends them home to get rid of those idols. You know how that goes. You know what happens in the book of Judges. When the nation of the leaders had died, Those who followed departed from the faith. Paul says in Romans 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do you see where Paul said, do it just on Sunday? Somehow I missed that part. How about you? We present our bodies as a sacrifice to God 24-7. 
God doesn't want just two hours on Sunday morning. He wants your life. He wants your heart. He wants your love. Be faithful. Once saved, always saved doesn't work. On Bible investigation, coming up is going to be that question. Because even though we don't teach it, we might believe it. What do you mean, Michael? Well, we don't teach that because it's not biblical. It's not biblical. For example, let me show you. Simon, in Acts chapter 8, a Christian tries to buy the power of God from Peter and John, and he's told to repent. James 5. Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. That's directed to Christians. Another one. Galatians 6 verse 1. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one. Restore. That's talking about Christians becoming unfaithful. Now, 1 John 1, 9. If we, as Christians, this is talking to Christians, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, we know that once saved, always saved is not biblical. But we may practice it by our actions. And we may say, well, you know, yeah, I, I do kind of hang on to the world. I kind of do things that the world wants me to do. But I'm a Christian. And God's going to overlook that. He will forgive, but notice, we have to confess it. We have to seek His forgiveness. True, God will forgive the Christian, but we have to seek His forgiveness. Do we let sin just pile up in our lives? Do we allow unfaithfulness to become the norm. Do we do we stop reflecting Jesus to people? Can people not see Jesus in us? Well, hey, I'm a Christian. I got my ticket already punched for heaven. I'm going to let you in on a secret. Actually, it's not a secret. There will be Christians in hell. Unfaithful Christians, that is, in hell. We don't like to think of that, but it's true. If we are not faithful, we have no hope. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In view of God's mercies, what other choice is there? It's the only choice that makes sense. Give your all to God, not a part, 
not two hours on a Sunday, but your all to God because He gave His all to you on the cross. It comes down, what will you do with the Lord this morning? What will you do with the Lord this morning? If I told you that Jesus was going to come back at 12 noon today, how many would respond during the invitation song? You see, we need to live our lives as if Jesus will come back any moment. Because actually, He will come back any moment. You see, when you don't know what to do, start by giving yourself wholly and completely to God. Remember, you don't know what to do. When you don't know what to do, remember God's faithfulness to you and remain faithful to Him. Choose this day whom you will serve. The house of Israel was told to remove those idols. What is keeping you from having a firm hold on the Lord? And what is causing you to hold on to the world? Is it the day, is the day that you will put those worldly things out of your life? For those of us who are not a Christian, this is the easy steps of becoming a Christian. Not hard, not difficult, not complex. Simple. Those of us who are Christians, and I'm mainly speaking to Christians here, do you need to seek God's forgiveness? This church stands ready to pray with you and for you. If you have any need to respond, will you please do so as we stand and sing for your encouragement.